Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 217 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. In the year 217, the Coliseum was badly damaged by a fire caused by lightning, which destroyed the wooden upper levels of the amphitheatre. In today's show, we discuss one of the all-time important questions in table tennis. Who would win in a match between Forrest Gump and Bruce Lee? It's also Throwback Thursday, and we'll be looking at an old video that will get you serving better in a matter of minutes. We also talk about when to upgrade your equipment, what to do when you can't get quality practice, and watching the ball whilst serving. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, yeah, the Coliseum, see, that's interesting. I, I do like that, you know, bringing... And, and I wonder I wonder who would win if uh, Forrest Gump and um, Bruce Lee were in the Coliseum. Oh, well, um, you know, you'd think Bruce Lee straight away, but Forrest just has a knack with things, you know, finding a way. Um, yeah. So, you know, it might not be as straightforward as you think. I'd back him to uh, to be able to outrun him. <laughs> yes. Now, if you follow me uh, or Ping Skills on Snapchat, you would have seen that last night, Alois, I played basketball and I did my hammy, my hamstring. So yeah. I've got some ice and I'm icing my hamstring. It's pretty sore. It and is if a- you're not following us on Snapchat, get onto it. Our username is Ping Skills. Yeah. You, Jeff, you know, I've got to tell you, you're getting old. You just need to slow down. No, it's, I, uh, I think it is a problem. It, and, yeah. I, and I know I'm getting old because you posted something on Facebook, Alois, that showed a young Jeff. <laughs> yes, exactly. In uh, That was about year 2000 or 1999. 1998. Wow, that's, uh, that's a long time ago, Jeff. And, yes, you were, you were looking very fresh-faced there, Jeff. So, uh, <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen it, get onto our Facebook page and um, and have a look at that uh, that news article, which features uh, Walner and uh, a young, a very young Jeff early on in the in the piece. Just very quickly, a couple of words. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what happened on this day in history, Alois? Um, the fourth of February. Yes. Well, it was the founding of. Facebook, where would we be without it? What year, Jeff? Oh, what year? Not that long ago. I'm going to go like 2004. Oh, you are a genius. You are a genius. 2004 <laughs> it is. So the hamstring's no good, but gee, that memory's all right. <laughs> yeah, 2004. So Wow. And a controversial founding it was. I mean, if you've seen the social network, which is not, which is based on a true story, I guess. Um, pretty controversial about who actually created it and who came up with the idea. But that's all history now, and Facebook is massive. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And where would we be without Facebook? But only 12, 12 years, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is incredible how fast a company can grow, uh, how many people are on it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because can things change as quickly? I mean... Nowadays, it seems like the younger kids don't want to be on Facebook because all their parents are on there. So That's right. This yes. is why they're going to Instagram and Snapchat. 
that's why we're on Instagram, right? Because we're like pretty, you know, up with it. Instagram. Yeah, well, maybe you, as you can see with me and my hammy, I'm pretty old. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Snapchat, Facebook, that's us. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Now, I think we should get into this important question, Alois. Who would win in a game between Forrest Gump and Bruce Lee? What did everyone say? Yes, well, Naranjan said Bruce Lee with the nunchucks. And, uh, yeah, that um, Asim said, I think his friend, the shrimp guy, will be a good opponent. Mm, yes. Love. <laughs> um, and um, Eugene said, I've watched both movies. I think Forrest Gump uh, will, will lose. Bruce Lee is too fast. So there you go. Uh, Ari said Forrest Gump. And then um, uh, Dean said... My coach used to say, life is like a box of tennis balls. You never know which ones you're going to miss. I do like that. That uh, is very good. And to finish off with, Glenn Errington, uh, my favourite, said, uh, Forrest, of course. I'm not a smart man, but I know what 11 love is. So (laughs) thank you, you, Glenn. Um, That, That is brilliant. It is brilliant. I think I might need to tweet that. That's good. Love it, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. So thank thank you, uh, Ping Skillers, for your very entertaining and uh, and thoughtful messages on Facebook. Indeed, indeed. All righty. Well, that moves us on to today's Ping Skillers question of the day, which is: Do you respond better to praise or criticism? Simple question, but uh, you know. We really want to know this. It's a it's a good one. So jump onto our Facebook page. Uh, so whilst you're checking out the young Jeff Plum, <laughs> um, answer that question. Uh, do you respond better to praise or criticism? And you can also jump onto the Ping Skills blog, uh, pingskills.com slash table tennis blog, and answer the question there. All right, Alloys, it is Throwback Thursday. And we're talking about an old video um, that's really going to help people serve better quickly. What is this video and how does it help? Yeah, so the video is on keeping the ball low and um, we've used a very, very simple but effective tool in that video. So we're talking about keeping the ball low. So as a guide for you, what we what we do is we um, get or construct a net about so high over the net uh, sorry, a string about that high over the net. That um, makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, old. Um, so <laughs> the the easy way that we do that is we just attach two sticks to the net, just using um, a little a bulldog clamps, and then from those sticks we tie a string um, uh, from stick to stick, and that forms a little area that we're going to be aiming for to keep that ball low. Um, you can use this for a lot of things, but we find this really useful for serving in particular because serving is um, critical that you're keeping that ball low. So you can start by having the string you know, that high over the net. And as you start to get a little bit more confident and better, you can start to bring that string down until you're at the stage where the string is only just um, wider than the height of the ball. So... By doing that, you're really starting to focus yourself 
on the result of what you're trying to do, and that is keep that ball low over the net. So, um, yeah, as I said, very simple but very effective tool. You can also use it for just um, when you're hitting. So, um, get get the string up a little bit higher when you're doing some forehands or even with your pushing, and again, just see if you can keep that ball nice and low over the net. But um, recently, um, again, Ross Pinder, who's a um, skills acquisition uh, guy with the, the Australian Paralympic Committee that helps us out with our coaching, um, we uh, we were wanting to get one of our players, Amanda, who is a ping skiller, um, to do some topspin and um, and to just get the feel of the brush and uh, and getting that contact on the ball. And so what Ross did was he then put that string up like really high, and I mean really high. So we're talking about a meter over over the the uh, the net, and then getting Amanda to brush the ball so that it went up and over the the string and landed on the table, and that was really effective very very quickly. So um, so we started with uh, the stroke, and the stroke was too flat. Um, we're trying to get the 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 brushing contact. Um, so by getting that ball up and over the string and down onto the table, you almost have to put some um, topspin on the ball and brush the ball well. So that was really effective really quickly um, to um, to get that brushing action. Opposite to what the video is talking about with keeping the ball low, but that string idea um, you can utilise in, um, in a few different ways as well. Very wow, interesting. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, we should do a video about learning to brush the ball, Alloys. Indeed. Write that one down. Put it on the um, list. Yeah. So, yeah, again, as Alloys said, you can use it for any stroke, but I think, yeah, the most effective one for keeping the ball low is the service and probably the pushing because they're two strokes where it really is important to keep the ball low. And I think a lot of people just do their serve and always concentrate on spin and maybe some placement, but often they don't focus on how high it is over the net. And that, if you can keep the ball low, it really makes it harder for your opponent. So it is an important skill to work on. So get out there, watch our video on uh, keeping the ball low. It will be in the show notes on our blog. And then um, try it. Really focus on getting your serve low over the net. And because you got that guide, it really does help you improve it really quickly. So make sure you give it a go. All right. Now, um, yesterday, Alois, Victor got you speaking some Swedish. Yeah. And now he wants you to learn Swedish. He wants he wants to send you words and um, and you know get you speaking, and you'll become a fluent Swedish speaking person. Oh. That sounds like an awful lot of work. Oh. <laughs> um, Victor, yeah. I, I really, we appreciate your sentiments, but I don't think we've got the time and the dedication to, to learn that just at the moment. I guess the I, thing with learning is you have to be ready and willing and able, you know, to really take it to that next level. And it's the same with table tennis. You know, if someone's not interested, it's hard to get them just trying to learn a forehand topspin. They're like, I don't, not really ready at this point in time. Yeah, having, so, having said that though, Jeff, I did get on to... Um, uh, app Duolingo, and I started learning a bit of Portuguese. So there you go. Nice. Oh, Duolingo. I've heard yeah. of Duolingo before. Yeah. Is it is it good? 
Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, apparently I'm 8% fluent in Portuguese, but I don't believe them. Nice one. Excellent. So why Portuguese? Uh, Rio. Oh, yes, of course. Nice work. Keep it up. Um, All right. And by the, way, by the way, guys, don't send me in any tests for Portuguese. I'm no good. He's 8% fluent. If you know some Portuguese, test him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up, Christian asks, I wonder when is the right time to upgrade equipment? I was wondering if Steger Clipper CC with Steger Royale would be good or too advanced for me. And I also want a, a reverse pen old backhand rubber. Do you have some recommendations? Okay. So uh, firstly, the, um, the question of when is it time to upgrade? Um, a couple of things. So one is if, um, if you're starting to feel that the, the equipment that you're using is too slow, um, and a good guide for that is if you're starting to play full strokes, so you're really playing full strokes, you're putting a lot of effort into it, um, and you're overly consistent. I know it sounds a bit funny, but you're getting the ball on basically all the time, and you're just not feeling like you're getting enough speed on the ball. So then it's time to think about upgrading uh, to something that's a little bit faster. Um, we often get that question because it, 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 it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one to, to really know when uh, you can um, upgrade. So at that stage, it's worth trying to um, maybe borrow someone else's racket, someone that's got some faster rubber, j just for a couple of minutes and just see if it feels all right. If it does, then maybe it's worth investing in um, some faster rubber or a faster blade. Now, um, what you've asked, though, there is um, you've asked about a uh, Royale, which is actually a short pimple rubber. Now, is that a good idea? Um, maybe, but it really depends on your style and whether you think that you're ready to, to play with some short pimples. So with the short pimples, the ball comes off a little bit faster, but also a little bit flatter. So you're not getting as much margin for error over the net. So it really depends on your style of game. Um, if you want to play the the faster and flatter um, attacking game, then that Royale might be okay. But um, otherwise, I'd stick with a an inverted rubber. Yeah, sounds like he wants to be a bit like um, Lu Guliang or Zhang Jialing. Yes, perhaps. And I mean that they're very very good players to follow. Yes, it's interesting though, isn't it? Since uh, Lu Guliang in about two thousand. There haven't been many top pen holders with the short pimples. No, We've seen, obviously, Zhu's in. Um, but, yeah, it seems that style's faded out a little bit. I wonder if uh, anyone will make a comeback with that in the near future. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I think it's difficult um, because with the, with the pimple, because you haven't got that margin for error, um, you've got to be so accurate with your, with your fast, flat attacking play. Um, as I said, you know, Lu Liang and um, Zhang Jialiang both were very successful at, the, at uh, both of their stages of their careers. But uh, we haven't, haven't seen it for a while. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I can't see it. But, you know, as you said, um, things change pretty quickly. Facebook wasn't around 12 years ago. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks for the question, Christian. Next up is Keegan, who says... 
I am lacking quality practice. And when I do play, I struggle a lot in consistency in all strokes and I sometimes get frustrated. Is there anything you can suggest that I can do by myself to help and if slowing down might help? Yeah, so Christian, slowing down will definitely help. Um, But also, um, it's a matter of making sure you're getting your technique correct. If you get your technique correct, then consistency does follow. So if you... Um, if you don't have anyone to practice with, a simple technique that you can use is shadow play. So what shadow play is, is you stand in front of a mirror. So now I'm actually in front of a mirror because I can see myself in the in the video. So standing there and you're just doing your stroke um, that uh, for your forehand or your backhand or your push or whatever it is, and just watch and see what it looks like. Um, yeah. that can- and when you're doing that, Alois, I find it really helpful to really imagine yourself hitting the ball. Yep, that's, yeah, that's great. So the more senses that you can bring into it, um, the better. So, you know, if you're, if you're imagining the feeling and you're imagining um, the, also the, the flight of the ball uh, when it's coming in and coming out, that's, that's really, uh, really more effective. So work on that technique uh, if you haven't got anyone to play with. Have a look at it in front of the mirror and then you can just do it for 30 seconds, one minute, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, and it, it that just uh, gets the pattern uh, better ingrained in your head. Um, of course, there's no real substitute for um, the real thing of being able to hit some um, forehands with a ball, but if you haven't got anyone to practice with, this can be effective as well, yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, sorry, and then just slowing down, as you said, is really vital when you get on the table and you're looking for consistency just slow it down just try to do the stroke slowly i see too many people just going from you know um, from zero to hero uh you know way too quickly and trying to hit that ball you know way too far you've got to learn you've got to learn how to hit the ball slowly if you don't know how to hit the ball slowly then you've never got anything to fall back on um if things are starting to go wrong so um, yeah, learn the stroke slowly first. Make sure you really understand the movement and can feel the movement um, of your stroke. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, if you are practicing and you know you're lacking quality and struggling with consistency, um, how about either using a robot, which you could probably do by yourself, or learning multiball? Yeah, ab- absolutely, good idea. So. Um, uh, Multi-ball is great if, you, if you've got someone to hit with, but if you haven't got anyone to hit with, then multi-ball is difficult. Um, and so in that situation, a robot can be effective. And uh, we've done a blog on, um, on the use of robots that you can just have a look at as well, and we'll link to that. And uh, you can see uh, our thoughts on, on robots. Yep, excellent. We'll put a link in the show notes. So check that out on our website, pingskills.com and table tennis blog. And Adam has jumped on the Google Q&A app and said, hello, coaches. So hello, Adam, and thanks for joining the show. Hi. Have you ever got any questions? Sorry? Hello, Adam. Yes, hello, Adam. Yeah, if you ever got any questions, you can ask us live on the show. You just go to our Google Plus page and click on the show and there'll be a little Q&A button. Hit that and you can ask your question. So yeah, thanks for joining Adam. And Victor E says, I know you would love it learning Swedish and understand you're not interested and ready, but I understand more 
easily because I'm not that good at speaking English. It's okay, but I would love it. Well, you you are very good at English, uh, Victor. Um, you can write all that, so that's you know very very impressive. Um, we I am always jealous of people that can speak multiple languages, Alois. Yes, um, we English speakers are very lazy in that regard. Um, I mean, you go to Europe and every single person can speak at least two languages. So, um, yes, very jealous. Indeed. All right. Valerie has a question. Valerie says, I am a beginner and I was wondering how to track the ball during the serve. Should I track the ball until I hit it with the bat? But when I do that, I feel like I'm in the wrong position. I need to watch the net and the opponent to have reference points. Mm, yeah, this is a, this is an interesting one. So if you watch Jeff and I serve, Jeff does tend to watch the ball um, a little bit more all the way to his racket. Um, I tend to watch the ball to about there and then I take my focus away and I might look there and then catch up with the ball. Um, if I had my time again, I would spend much more time uh, focusing on tracking the ball all the way here um, to my racket and out again. So it's um, it's just a little bit easier to, to track that ball early. When you start doing it, it'll feel really weird and you will feel really disoriented. Um, but you've got to get through that uh, or persevere through that um, initial time um, until you you do start to feel a bit more comfortable and, and confident with it. So um, it's a, it's similar to when, you, when you're just watching the ball and tracking the ball during the rally as well. Um, it does feel really weird and it feels like, you know, you, you need to be looking there. But by tracking the ball better, um, you will find that you will improve, uh, improve your skills as well. Um, if you, again, if you watch the best tennis players and, uh, we've just had the Australian Open here, so we've had a bit of a flood of um, of tennis on on telly. Um, you you see, I mean, the classic is Federer, uh, Roger Federer. When you see all the slow mos of him playing his forehand, it's it's this, it's this, it's this, and he's watching the ball here, and then the ball goes, and then he he um, he tracks it. Um, even watching a player like Serena Williams, um, so she watches the ball here. And then her eyes are here as she's hitting the ball. So it's on muscle memory. And then uh, the ball's coming out. So, yeah, it, it, there are different different ways of doing it. But the, the more you, you think about watching the ball, the better it's going to get. So, yeah, really yeah, focus definitely. on it. And, yeah. I, think, I think some serves are particularly easy to watch the ball. So the backhand serve, it's really simple just to watch the ball the whole time. But the pendulum serve, because you're hitting it from down in your hip, it's kind of hard to be looking down and you might be moving your head around. And I think that's probably why on that pendulum serve you do see quite a few players that tend to um, not follow it all the way onto their bat. Obviously, they're watching it pretty closely. But for that serve, I don't think everyone watches it all on there because of the position of hitting the ball. Um, But having said that, I think everyone in table tennis that I've sort of seen tends to follow it right onto the bat when they're playing forehands and backhands. And I think even the majority of tennis players, like you said, because they do do those slow motions. And I noticed Djokovic was exactly the same as Federer, watched it right onto the racket. Um, but, yeah, interesting question, Valerie. Yeah, but it was interesting to see that Serena doesn't. Mm, yeah, that right. is interesting. Maybe that's why she lost, huh? 
<laughs> and, and has only won, what, 21 Grand Slams? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, now, Victor has asked, is there a robot I can play matches against? If so, can I choose a level that fits mine? No. Um, so it's not that, not that advanced yet, but they have got robots that do hit the ball back to you a little bit. Um, but, yeah, as far as playing matches against yet, no. Um, that would be a very complex robot, you know, to be able to understand the movement of your racket and, uh, and the spin and all that sort of stuff. So I imagine that if you just did a backspin serve against a robot, they would tend to dunk it into the net a lot to start with. <laughs> I would think so. But Facebook wasn't here 12 years ago, so maybe in 12 years we'll have robots that can beat us. Yeah, and robots that can just do Ask the Coach shows too. That'd be good. Exactly. We and could sleep in. We could sleep in. Well, we could sleep in. Great idea. Well, robots, there's just a video released recently. Robot can solve this in 1.3 seconds. Yeah, that's only just uh, slower than you, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, at least now, at least now, sitting on the couch, you're going to have plenty of time to get that time down, Jeff. Exactly, sitting on there, icing my hamstring. Um, Spam twenty says, if I want to train my serve, how many balls should I get so that I can train seriously? Yeah, I, um, good question. So, I think initially, if you just get maybe twenty balls, it's enough. Um, the more you can get, the better, obviously. But, you know, with 20 balls um, or even 10 balls, you know, you just grab them into a little uh, little container, um, you serve them out, um, you go down the other end, pick them up and start again. So you can even just set up uh, a little bit of a net around the net, uh, around the table, sorry, um, that catches the ball um, when you serve it. So um, so that'll save, you, save your legs. But, yeah, I mean, 10 or 20 balls um, is... Is, uh, is fine to start off with. I remember um, doing a lot of service practice at Coburg in the back room, and I think at that stage I had about 20 balls um, that I used to use. Um, just go and serve, pick them up, do it again, do it again. Um, the, the other thing that when you do have less um, balls, you tend to focus a little bit better on each serve, which is, which is interesting. You know, when you've got a whole bucket, you've got, thousand balls you just go and you serve and you serve and you serve um whereas when you've got 20 balls you know you need to make them a little bit better so you take a bit more time serve it um and then go back so yeah 20 balls is good but yeah in general more is better absolutely and uh victor sorry. just says that so, sorry jeff yep. yeah so one other thing so uh, you don't need to get you know uh, top of the range three-star plastic balls to do your service practice you know like you can get training balls um, as well, just don't get balls that are too soft and squishy, because then it, it um, gives you a, a false um, idea of uh, the the bounce of the ball. But yeah, if you get some training balls that are reasonably hard, um, that's okay. Yep, good tip there. If you need to save some money, and um, yeah, that's that's good. Excellent. All right, and Victor just says, have some rest, Jeff, and take care of your hamstrings. So thank you very much. All right, Alois, that wraps up show 217. Big thank you to everyone who asked questions, and thank you to everyone for watching. We appreciate your support. And, of course, thank you, Alois, for answering all the questions. And thank you, Jeffrey, and you, yes, take Victor's sentiments, rest up. We need you better, Jeff. We need you better. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you. I will do. Got the ice. So um, bye.